Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Happy Thursday. This was a particularly long week for me, mentally. It was actually fine for me because I was pretty busy with work. And I feel like this, like, I feel like now I have things to look forward to on the weekends. Like, we have the Kima Hamptons pop up this weekend, um, which, like, for anyone who doesn't know, we're diehard Kima <laughs> fans. Um, at this point, they should just sponsor us. But <laughs> diehard fans, like, we're not even fans. I think we, I think we fund Kima. So, literally. Um, and they're doing a pop-up in the Hamptons for the first time ever. I'm so excited. And then I'm nervous how excited I am. You know, when, yeah, we no. too excited. when you texted me and you were like, it was exactly two years ago, two years ago today. I love how we said this was going to be a short intro, just like, you know, to be um, really quick two years ago today, summer of COVID, uh, a Greek restaurant in the Hamptons through a like Greek party for August 15th, which is a very, very, probably the bulliest day in Greece. And it's my name day. Um, but, of holy. That's why we acted that way. That's what literally we were like, yeah, we were just, you know, celebrating. And, um, <laughs> for some reason it was like every single person just blacked out and was, there was something in the water. There was something in the water. It's called tequila. <laughs> but hopefully we're acting a little bit more, you know, well-behaved this weekend, but I hope we have just as much fun. So more to come on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, today's episode, we interviewed Nima Van. Most people know him, um, from the Shots of Sunset on Bravo, which was such a good show. I, I watched Shots from like day one when it first came out. I loved it. It's a classic um, Bravo show. It really is. Yeah. And I, I feel like everybody really loved it. So Nima talks about his experience on Shaw's and then he recently made the move from LA to New York. Um, so he talks about a lot about like the differences that he's noticing, which we both thought were like so interesting. So interesting because he went more in depth. Like we covered, we went from what it's like you know, filming in Bravo to now he's a director to, okay, like differences in LA in terms of vibe and then people and then dating. Like we and really I thought it was, a lot. was cool when he said like in LA, it's kind of like, it's normal to be a reality TV star and it's cool right. and like respected where in New York, he's like, so different. Oh, it's so different. It has such a different connotation. Yeah. So we talked a lot about that and a lot of the dating differences Speaking of the dating differences, Nima is a huge fan of dating apps. I I was surprised by his take because I feel like, I do feel like everybody loves them. Like anybody single is using them in New York. But something I always find interesting is like, it is easy to meet people in New York. And like, you could be out every single night if you want to be out. So like- It's a little too easy. I don't know what you did to me, Mars. You put a fucking- spell on me I was telling Katie that like I don't know what's in the water recently but like not to you know to my own horn here but like I've been walking on the street and in the grocery store in shops like guys have been coming up to me asking for my number and like I, in the wild in the wild and, and I hate right it. after she tells me that this happens to her what happens today in the middle of midtown walking on the street it was yeah. probably the same guy I really hope not. Did he say that he doesn't do this often? He said, I never do this. 
Katie, it was definitely the same guy. He's not like ugly, not like a stud, but he wasn't ugly. No, but I couldn't have been like more rude. Was honestly. he wearing chill clothes or business attire? Chill. Oh my God, it was definitely the same guy. <laughs> it was totally the same guy. Well, everybody stay safe out there because the dating apps aren't working and people are getting crazy. Yeah, this guy literally came up to me and he was like, these apps, man, it's fucking rough out here. Oh, he didn't like, say that to me, but um, yeah, everybody stay safe. But that's I our fad. Yeah, that's I our fad of the week. Fad or not, Nima, clearly, if it is a fad, he doesn't want it to go anywhere. Yeah, I feel I would like it to start working for people. (laughs) That's the thing. I feel like so many people I talk to are like, oh, I know so many success stories. I don't know any. So like what it is, there were a bunch, I feel like, and any that worked out are now like together and it's done. But like now there are there are no new success. Yes. Like the ones that worked out already worked out and they're done. Now agree. You're right. That's what everyone's saying that they've gotten really stale. Maybe that's what it is. They're stale. Yeah. Everybody, if you're in New York, especially then, and you want a new dating app, refer back to our episode where we interviewed Heather Heather. Hopkins, founder of Hula. It's new. So maybe it'll be like fresh meat for you all. Yeah. So that's our fat of the week. Our food of the week is Zuzu's in Hudson Yards. You're going soon, right? Yes, I'm going with my roommate from college, Letitia. She and I, shout out to Letitia because she's a loyal listener. Um, She's a loyal listener. And she's also a huge Bravo fan. So I'm sure she'll love this episode. Um, but she and I do like monthly catch up dinners and we always try new restaurants and we get really, really good restaurants. So I'm really excited to try this one. And Katie's it's already been so good. It's so good. Zuzu's I'm excited. Really good. And they have Michter's. We actually, there was a Michter's, um, event there. Oh, it was the one you couldn't come to. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. I remember you sending me the invite. Yeah. But I had been another time for dinner with my parents and the food's really good. The vibe's really good. They have like a rooftop, like outdoor space. That's really pretty. You should definitely like go for a drink whenever you guys go and everybody order Michter's. And if you don't know what Michter's is, rewind and watch one of our episodes where we- Answering our episodes left and right. I know. Wow. Look at this. You know what? I love a real life application. Totally. Food, fitness. Um, get oh my God. It's your last chance. <laughs> yeah, get in a freaking pool. Um, and also not that hot anymore. No, I was too. It was too cold last weekend for me to go in the pool. I was oh, like, cold. I, I was in, but I was Honestly, before. Yeah, different. But Melissa Wood Health does really good pool workouts on her app. So really good pool workouts. If you want to do like a legit toning workout, do that or like swim laps, but get in the pool or in the ocean if you don't have a pool, because there's only about a few weeks left of summer and it's literally the best exercise. It's all I do when I'm in such a good exercise. Swimming is really hard. You know what Brie says? She's like, just pretend you're swimming from a shark. Well, in the ocean, out of it. in the ocean, there's the natural current. So like you I, literally get the workout automatically. So true. Um, I'm getting your ass in the ocean this weekend. I just decided. Okay. But there's sharks in the Hamptons. 
I know this summer. I'm all set. I'm I think to get bit by a shark. You just run in and run out real quick. Do a quick little lookout. Yeah. And although my mom and I did see a whale a couple weeks ago. No, I'm all set. I'm all yeah, set. We'll go in the pool. Okay. Moving on. Um, knee high boots. A nice uh, transition piece. <laughs> For the fall, people were loving them. I feel like end of winter transitioning mm-hmm. into summer. Um, and they're they were pretty short-lived. So I think they'll definitely be making a comeback now. Um I like a knee-high boot. I feel I, like I want to get a I want to get a good pair. Carly got a good pair in like March. I want to get a good pair to wear with like leather shorts. Yes linen shorts a little mini dress or mini skirt they're definitely like definitely making a comeback and yeah, they make their legs so look so skinny. I have a really great pair I have one like expensive pair that I've worn a lot with things that are flattering but I also got a pair from mango remember that pair I got yes mango has really good ones everybody check out mango it's super affordable too yes really good quality okay that's a good one um fun comedy shows Claudia Oshray girl with no job the morning toast yes I was I'm like saying every which way to get them to like somehow hear I would die someone send this to Claudia Oshray (laughs) please I was at her last Friday in West Hampton and I actually know the next few weekends West Hampton theater is having other comedians come um but she was incredible and Katie and I have also been to her show in Pennsylvania and New York city. Um, but New York is like the best. I mean, it's, it's the city for stand up comedians, like totally. to get started. So you could go to like Gotham comedy club, comedy cellar. There's so many in New York and it's literally so fun. Yeah, um, so that wraps up all our uh, five F's. Yeah, did all that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, am I crazy? Um, okay, everybody enjoy Nima. And don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please do. And I'm going to say it until everybody follows us. Follow us on TikTok. Yeah, great content. Bye. Bye. So, Nima, let's just get right into it. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Yeah, uh, 38 years old. I'm a director here in New York City, uh, but most people know me from Jaws of Sunset on Bravo, which was kind of a four-year stretch of my life, and uh, moved to New York about a year ago to direct full-time with... Gary V and VaynerMedia and all that good stuff. And it's just been like gangbusters ever since. So I always feel like I have kind of two lives a little bit. It's like the directing side and like the Bravo on TV side. Yeah. How involved are you still with Bravo? It's a, it's a total love fest. I mean, look, the, the, the elephant in the room was that Bravo decided to put Shaw's on a hiatus, which was actually kind of a blessing in disguise for me because life had really transitioned to New York city. And there was a real thing where I was not going to go back to the show. And, and I, it was just kind of like a blessing. I think the show had an incredible run. And so it's been a very like lovely, like they love me. I love them. Um, There's been some conversations about would I lateral somewhere else? I don't know if I want to do that. So we'll see, but it's been super positive. Bravo has been really like really, really good. What's the hesitation? 
Um, New York City energy is very different than LA. Like New York City doesn't fuck with reality TV the way LA does. Like in LA, it's a totally different ballgame. I'm still adjusting to New York City culture. And also I'm really focused on directing. And I think that there is a real play. Um, do you guys know who Cole Bennett is? He's this director. He just did the Minions thing. They went like super fucking wild. Uh, okay, wild. Yeah. yeah. I know that. So yeah. Cole's like this like kind of like the perfect example of a director who's built this like crazy personal brand that like lives alongside. And there's a part of me that really kind of wants to do that. Like I want to show, I want to bring people into the world of directing. Like if I'm in the studio with little baby, like I want to show that process and what that looks like and then like make some shit with him. So yeah, I feel like that might be a little more true to what I kind of want to do in my life plus yeah. the bravo edit was a little fucking filthy i'm not gonna lie like the number <laughs> one thing girls say to me when they meet me is like who the fuck is that guy and it's just like it is what it is i i bravo that's their show they control the edit it's gonna be yeah. what they want to do and i and they've been really good to me but like you know like i don't like that blind date was a fucking like hindenburg disaster and it's <laughs> like i have really good dates and it's like there were like two girls in LA on some real shit who were like, thank God I fucking met you first, dude. Like for real. Because yeah. if you see that, you would think I have never even like talked to a girl. But again, it's like, it's their show. It's their brand. It's their thing. So like, I, you know, I, I'm eager to like take back a little control of like who I really am and like my personal brand being like me. Yeah. Yeah. And what you want to put out there and like what you feel is like true to you. Yeah, eventually, like, the Bravo Grim Reaper comes for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it really, really? does. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, those edits can be fucking filthy. And I, yeah. I was always really lucky because I escaped that. I never had anything that was, like, super crazy. But, you know, I have a lot of really good friends who have just been, you know, they get, like, killed on social, but they're, like, lovely people in it's real not life. It's not right. Just, I feel like everybody who's, like, a fan favorite their first season the second season, like everything goes downhill for them on Bravo specifically. Yeah. Like I, mean, I feel yeah, like some like, of the housewives yeah, and right. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Like at some point it, you just get like a shitty edit. <laughs> yeah. But it's also on you to, to share your life, honestly. Right. right. Like that's, that's the big thing that we're, we're really lucky. Like, you know, we have some folks on Shaw's who are really just super honest. Like MJ is exactly what you see. Like she yeah. is, the amount of times I've seen this woman naked in my life. I can't even like <laughs> tell you like, and it's like she is exactly what you see on the show and so if you have that and that's your mo you can just go in and be like this is who i am and i don't care yeah you're gonna, you're gonna thrive yeah like if you can just be super raw and put it all yeah. out there and be like yeah, yeah. love me or it's also me. like totally desensitized me like i do not give a fuck what anyone thinks about anything because when people on social media come for you so hard, it like totally desensitizes you. I actually am very grateful for Bravo for that because I used to be like really insecure about that. And now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like yeah. nothing I can deal with in the real world is worse than like a random stranger who's like, I want you to die. And it's just like, <laughs> like DMing you. Like who are like, who are you random? You know what I mean? But it's like, so once you go through that, it's like, it really normalizes kind of everything else. Right. So a pro, that's a pro for Bravo. So when you were filming, like what was that? experience like like having cameras around and like in your personal space and everything you just get used so to easy, it so, so easy so easy wow. obviously our camera team are pros they're like the best of the best these guys and and girls are are really good at being there but being a little bit of way like, it's not like the camera's right here right like they're really good at sort of like being in the periphery 
it sounds like such a bullshit cliche, but it's really true. Like you just kind of forget that they're there. Right. You just get used to it, I guess. I mean, it's also probably, it's their job to make themselves seem as. Yeah. They're there to, they're a fly on the wall. That's it. You know? And then honestly, ladies, two glasses of wine. And I'm like, bye. Like I don't even remember who they are. And it's just like, I'm in my own world anyway. So yeah, it's, they're really good at like not being, it's a fly on the wall. Bravo's not trying to come in and like, be like, you say this to that. It's like, not like that at all. So it's, it's, yeah, it's very just like be you and have fun. What was the response? Like, because I'm Greek. So like, I would always think like, how would like, Oh, you get it. You get the cultural thing. Right. Like what was the response from like the Persian community? Like, to the show i don't really care about the persian community because like the persian community had been like desensitized to brought to shahs for like years before i got right my family was polar extremes like my parents like crying every day being like our son is a is a you know ashamed of him and like my my uncles and aunts were like this is the coolest thing ever so you just can't you can't give into that like yeah you really have to just like be you and not worry about it and and what's going to happen is going to happen you know yeah yeah. Wow. Interesting. And I so, apply that rule to like everything in my life. Like genuinely, like if you're like, Hey, I hate your hair. I'd be like, fucking great. Amazing. I love my <laughs> hair. I don't care what anyone thinks. And I wouldn't be like that if it wasn't for Bravo. Right. Honestly, I would Probably because you have thick skin too. Like before, if you were like, I don't like your hair, I'd have like a nervous breakdown. You know, but no, but like now I'm just like, no, like my hair is the shit. And, and if you don't like it, then you don't like it. But like, that only happened, that's a really trivial example, but like that only happened because of Bravo. Once you go through that process, you just kind of, you either, it like crushes you or you become very confident in who you are because you right. don't have a choice. And you don't so. really know it's a toss up until you go through it, how you're going to really exactly. take things. So, oh yeah, there's no way to prepare for something like that. Yeah, no. So speaking of your family, yeah. um, your sister, Mona, Yep. Um, you both share a little bit about your family, but on, you know, the show and whatnot. But for anybody that maybe hasn't watched the show or isn't as familiar, sure. could you just give us the quick spark notes or like cliff notes? Yeah, Mona, um, Mona is two years younger than me. She's uh, we didn't grow up together. She grew up in New York. I grew up in L.A. It was kind of a, the product of a bad divorce. We, that was covered on Shaw's a lot. You saw me and my dad kind of talk about it at one point. It's one of those weird things where like, I don't love talking about it. Not, not here, but like to like people, because mm-hmm. you get a lot of really intense reactions. Like, Oh my God, what? Like, that's crazy. And then it kind of puts you in an immediate defensive posture right, where you're like, course. no, it's not like that. But, but really the silver lining and Mona and I talk about, we just talked about this in France, like a week ago is we are a lot closer as like adults. Like I'm like, you know, her and her boyfriend, like I hang out with them all the time. Like we just like, we become closer. And like, because I think we are always aware of like making up for lost time. And then we have a younger sister below us. And so I'm really aware of her not feeling left out. She's 21. She's at UCLA. Like I'm really careful with her that I don't want her to feel like she's not part of like the sibling fraternity. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just like trying to bring her in and like, I'm flying. She wants to come work with her big brother on set. And like, you know, because I'm directing a lot now. And so I'm shooting out in LA in a week. And she's like, can I come like PA for you? And I was like, come to set. Like, you're going to like be my, you'll sit next to me. And like, we have like, like major celebrity talent on this job. And so she's going to sit next to me and like, talk to the, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I'm always very careful to bring her into the fold because Mm -hmm. She didn't go through the trauma and the process and the healing that me and Mona went through. She's kind of just like the third person. And I don't want to 
don't want to ever feel that way. So, yeah. yeah. Where do you live in the city? I totally went full yuppie and went West Village. Okay. Like, yuppie move. Um, I wanted to live in Brooklyn. My broker like yelled at me and was like, no, you are not living in Brooklyn. You have to be in Manhattan. And he told me that the West Hollywood to West Village was the easiest transition for me. But I was in Dumbo when I first moved to New York. And I was like, there's a Taconi's, a Soho house, and girls in leggings. Like, this is L.A. Yeah, like, this in is L.A. So triggered by this. And he's like, you cannot fucking live there. And so the West Village has all those things. Well, it only has the girls in leggings. But still, it like it has the same L.A. vibe and energy. And it's been a great, like, great transition spot for me. And you've stayed in the West Village since you've moved. Yep. Okay. I don't know that I will leave the West Village, to be honest with you. Oh, it's so a it's really right good move. area. I got like my little local coffee shop yeah. and like a grocery store. And like, you know, it's like I'm like that energy. And I love New York City. I love New York City in a way that I never anticipated that I would. I always thought it was going to be a one or two year thing. You know, directing inside of VaynerMedia is like is like being a player for the Yankees. Like, it's just one of those things right. that real that like no one can take from you. It's at, it's the highest level. This is the agencies that that's doing the work at the highest level. I think Gary's vision for what advertising is going to be is like, is like, he's all about like brands are built on social. Like it's just the top, top, top. So for me, I was like, let me go work, provide value. But I always saw myself going back to LA, but it's just been so good that I, and I love New York so much that I just, I don't see myself ever leaving. Wow. What do you see as the biggest difference in people from New York versus people from LA? Uh, guys in New York are kind of mutants. Like I actually feel really bad for girls in New York City. I'm like, these guys are fucking like mutants. And I'm like, I don't, because they're so like arrogant over nothing. And I don't get that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying arrogant, in a, I'm not trying to talk shit. It's I get a waft of condescending attitude from dudes in New York City, mm-hmm. and the and I don't like it because I think like I actually genuinely think like kindness is cool and like being a good human being is a cool thing. And so when these dudes are just like so arrogant because they work in like finance or like their dad is someone, the one thing they're insecure about is somebody who's on TV. And so I grind them into dust whenever I can because I'm like, dude, like be a nice human being. So that's a little bit weird. I think people in New York in the macro are so much more down to earth. Uh, they're just, okay. it, it's a little more, I would, I say New York in the whole has a bit of a soul to it. Oh, by the way, I will also say guys in New York are very good looking. If you're a single girl, come to New York City because like there's like Clark Kent's everywhere. I'm always <laughs> like, there's all these good, like everywhere I go, like there's good looking dudes. So if you're a single girl, come to New York City. Um, people are like, there's just a soul to New York City. You know, I think people are just really like, they're a little more grounded in what they're doing. I think LA, especially LA when I was, I was very much in the scene of LA. And I think that is the least grounded place ever. And I think right. I went from like polar opposites, right? Um, I went from that to the Bravo, or to the Bravo ecosphere to the Vayner ecosphere, which is like an incredible culture of like kind ethos and people who are nice, who are also like the most successful at what they do. And so it's just been a complete like 180. And there's like no going back from that. I feel like girls in New York, though, too, have an air yeah. to that. Oh, like, it's so funny. So girls in New York City, and this is like, I don't like this is where I say I don't, I'm very unfiltered. So girls in L.A., I think we're talking about people who are shallow and at, like we're not talking about like adult sophisticated women. So please come for me or don't come for me. I don't care. But we're talking about like like the scene. Like we're talking about this. We're not talking about like adult sophisticated women. Yeah. Let's just preface that. 
girls in LA tend to go after fame and notoriety. That's been my experience because it's everywhere in LA, you know? Mm -hmm. Girls in New York City tend to go after money and success. Yeah, and I, I, I think those are, the, the, that's the biggest difference between the two. Guys are kind of have the same carnal instincts on both sides. But like in, in New York, it's like, it's so funny. In LA, the question like, what car you drive is such a, a really like it's such a thing if you don't drive a, a nice car you are judged so much right but and people then, yeah, straight you, up ask that no but like you'll see a dude in a range oh. parents you know what i mean i love so cars like, so yeah. well listen i in la what you drive is a big weirdly stupid insecure yeah kind of thing right but yeah it, no i can see that because you drive everywhere too in so. new york city it's the neighborhood you Right. Like no one cares totally. in LA. Like in LA, if I was like, oh, I'm living in like North, no one would even bat an eye. But if I, that's if I so don't... interesting. But in, when I'm like on a date, like, where do you live? I'm like, oh, the West Village. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, what? Like, what does that even yeah. mean? So, yeah. 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 I can so see that. Um, so, well, because yeah, also that's... New York City, like a lot of people don't really have cars. Like, it's not like, you can't. I can't remember. I was talking it. to someone yeah. recently who like recently moved to the city, and they were like, "It's so weird. Like when you go on dates, like the guy doesn't pick you up, and it's like, well, oh, no, because oh, they don't I have a car. Iron. I don't miss my car at, at all. all. Yeah, like, not even one day. I don't miss the like insane car payment. I don't miss having to like deal with parking. I don't miss any of it. Like yeah. I'm so content to take a black car somewhere or like an right. Uber or whatever. I want. I'm just like <laughs> so good with that. I don't want to pick anyone up ever. I think it's weird. Like, I'd rather meet you at the restaurant. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah I'm going to pick you up like I'm like an Uber driver. Like, it's just weird, right? Like, let's meet there. Because honestly, like, I'm as invested as you are in making sure you're not a psycho. Yeah, of like, course. I, like, you might think I'm a psycho, but like, I'm also equally concerned that you're a psycho. Yeah. So, like, I need common ground with people and witnesses. So, it's mm -hmm. you know, it's for me, it's... I don't miss having a car at all. The only thing that is annoying is when I moved to New York and it became a permanent thing, I gave up my apartment, my car, everything in LA. So right, right now I'm going to LA for two and a half weeks to shoot all these stuff. This stuff, I don't have a car. Like yeah, I'm, I'm like so you have yeah. to rent a car And that's hard. Yeah. Like being in my hometown and like not having a car, that's That'll weird. be weird, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've really adjusted to New York, but. I'm a New Yorker now, ladies. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a New Yorker than you guys are. <laughs> Watch it. I'm, I'm actively working on my street cred. The there other you thing go. on New York, I've talked about this before, is. The other thing that's like really an adjustment for people now, I, you can see right here, I don't have any of this, mm -hmm. but um, is exposed brick. Like that is such a fucking weird New York City thing. And I was talking to my friend Hannah Burner on her podcast about this. And I was like, dude, it's, I cannot psychologically walk into a house and wait, see really? And, and she literally goes, and this is just a homage to Hannah's comedy. She's like, if I walk into a guy's house and he has exposed brick, I will literally suck his dick. I go, if I walk into someone's house and there's exposed brick, I go, what went wrong for you? Like, yeah. oh my God. Where's your fucking wall? Like, That's not I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of like exposed brick, but like, it's definitely a New York thing. That's not something I would have thought of though. Like, I wouldn't As even have an adjustment. Like I've like never thought of that. Exposed brick in LA, unless you're in like the downtown arts district, which right. is kind of just an up and coming area. Like 
you will never see exposed brick ever, ever. That's ever. interesting. I had to, when I was moving to the West Village, I had to like look for an apartment that did not have exposed. Everywhere was like, well, the oh, West totally. Village especially like is loves I that. I know. I'm aware. And I yeah. do not love that. So That's we so funny. That. So, okay. I was going to ask what's been the biggest adjustment. I don't know. I think maybe like just, I think there's just something really cool when you move into a new city. Mm-hmm. And I had this a little bit less because I came in from the position of having been on Shaw's for a couple of years. Yeah. But the, you meet a bunch of people who like don't really know you at all. And like they don't really know much about you. And you get to kind of in a weird way, like reinvent yourself a little bit. So if there's something about you that you're like, I don't really like that. Or people in L.A. kind of knew me for being this way or I'm a little hot headed or whatever. No one in New York knows that. Yeah. Right? So you, yeah. It's like, like a fresh start. And that's really been something that I never thought about going into New York, but it's been really amazing since I've been here is that some of the things that I maybe didn't love about myself, mm-hmm. I actively didn't bring them to New York with me. And yeah. That's been, you know what I mean? Um, okay. Going back to like the Shaw's and your background, like how do you feel like being Persian has shaped who you are and like how your culture has shaped who you are literally zero negative one really I, I grew up as like not Persian at all and I my yeah. parents for whatever reason didn't really instill it in Mona and I um, I only speak Farsi and I'm conversational at best because my grandmother lived with us and she spoke no English and if I didn't she when I was like 12 she moved in with us mm-hmm. from Iran and if I didn't speak to her in Farsi I wouldn't speak to her at all uh I grew up, I went to an all guys Catholic high school. And, you know, I was, uh, I, I mean, I just didn't have the culture on me. To be honest with you, Shaw's was kind of the first time it like permeated into my life. And I think that's what Bravo liked. They liked the fact that there was somebody who just didn't come up in it, you know, right. was kind of learning it through a, like a group of friends. And like, we were friends and we are friends. And so it was, I think Bravo liked it. They wanted to capture that authentically yeah right like, i bought my first piece of gold on national television i'm like i don't right. want gold like I, that to me is like insane but again persians love gold so it's yeah like, you know, that kind of i just feel like it's just like a weird cliche i'm sure there's like greek cliches that make your skin crawl to me like the persian guy who's like dripped in gold i'm just like that just is such a ridiculous cliche that i never wanted to go do that but they were like you should wear you should buy a gold necklace and it's like okay if this is a cool cultural thing that maybe i don't understand like cool No, I agree with like a lot of the like surface level, I guess, like stereotypes. And like, I feel like my parents tried to remove us from that. But in terms of like values and like our upbringing, I feel like, like, at least for me, like being Greek was like a big part of like a lot of the values. As an adult now, I'm very, very, very attached to the culture in a lot of ways I don't know that I, I'm not going to give my kids Persian names or anything like that, but I, I really do value what the culture, I'll give you a little example. When I was in college, before I even like did all this, there was a Persian grocery store next to my house. I went first time ever, I bought like $300 worth of groceries and I got to the register and I forgot my wallet. And I, in Farsi told the guy, I'm really sorry. Like I, I, let me go back to my dorm. And he was like, Nope, just next time. 
I never met this dude before. And I, and I always tell this story because like he knew in that moment, there was no way that I was going to stiff this guy. Like yeah. there was cultural, there's yeah. a bit of a soul connection between Persians. And I'm sure with Greek people, it's the same way. Yeah, Like there's just a bit of a soul connection. And so like the next day I sure I went back, I paid him. It was all good. Exactly. And like, yeah. that's what I love about the culture. There's just that, like, you feel that soul. And I'm sure when you go to Greece, like you're like, Oh my God, like it's in your soul. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. Yeah. There's like that community like aspect to it as well okay uh what is it like dating after being on a reality tv show like do you try to date girls who you're like i just pray that they haven't seen the show um dating in new york city yes i pray and hope they don't ever see shaw's because Shaw's edited me into this like fucking dork with no game. And I'm always like, why? Like, why did, why do that? And so that's obviously like not great for the ladies. Uh, <laughs> again, the number one thing people see is they're like, who the fuck is that guy on TV? But I also have nothing to hide. Like if you go and see Shaw's, like I don't low key, I don't give a fuck. Like you can go watch Shaw's. Um, dating after you've been on TV is a complete 180. Your dating yeah. life is a, com- it is, the same thing, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this. I always say when you are on TV, your dating experience becomes the same experience as like a hot girl. Because like I get, you get unsolicited DMs, you get nudes sent to you, you get people who like are like, hey. Like, that doesn't I'm, happen to me. me a photo of your <laughs> I don't feet. get like, random nudes. <laughs> I get nudes all day long. I also get requests for feet photos all day long. And like, then, Stop. Are you an OnlyFans? I need to be. I, I I would have a thriving OnlyFans career if I just thriving my- business. Thriving, and so I would have to direct another thing. You're missing out on like an income tomorrow. stream. I'd be in France tomorrow if I had the OnlyFans. Yeah, I literally. Um, <laughs> and then I think when you go on dates, the Bravo thing comes up all the time. Like I can't tell you, you how can't many escape dates it. Are like this? They're like, so what's it like being filmed? And you're like. I'm just trying to have like a Casamigo soda and like hang out. Yeah. So if anyone brings up Shaw's to me or Bravo to me in the like, hey, nice to meet you. Let's go get a drink phase. You're out. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. One, you're like, honestly, is, that's fair. Yeah. No matter how hot you are, how attractive I think you are, you're fucking out. But other than that, like it's, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's just the dynamic is totally different. Yeah. But the one thing I don't want to do anymore is I don't want to date any more Bravo girls. Like that is that is because Bravo just like oh, is it like an do, incest like, pool? Yeah, for the most part. There's Interesting. A lot of, like, I think that's how like the Bachelor that. people are too. Like yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know I a lot of the so Bachelor people, and they all like date and marry each other, and I, I know all that group. But like, yeah, I think well, I that's think like more of the point of, of the Bachelor. Before we wrap up, we're gonna go into some rapid fire questions. Um, who are your top three favorite other Bravo celebrities? Oh, wow, that's really good. Top three? Without pissing um, anyone off. Easy. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I would say MJ, for sure. Epic. Is like my big sister. Yeah. I would say Sheena, Shay, is like one of my closest friends. Uh, talk about somebody who I think gets bad at it in the show. Yeah. Sheena's you know, very unapologetic, which I love, but she's also like, has been like one of my closest friends and has always been really good to me through, for all of, all of the process. Um, and I would say toss up between Mike and Sherb. They'll kill me if I don't include them in this. You know? okay. so those two would be in the, in the mix as well. 
okay. three favorite Bravo shows. Uh, Housewives of Atlanta. The, I mean, I should just like. I've never like, watched Atlanta. It's like the one either. that I only one I don't watch. Nene Leaks is just like I mean a bite machine. She's so yeah. funny. Like Sheree and all those people are really great. Yeah, that one for sure. Um, Vanderpump Rules because I'm friends with like almost half the cast. Like I really that like, makes you know, sense. Like George Sandoval, Raquel, Gina. Like I'm just like they're all my friends. So like love to see them thrive. And I guess maybe like to an extent, Summer House, you know, just because again, for the same reason, like friends, I'm friends, friends yeah, Kate and Hannah, and so like you know, you, I really just want to see my friends do well. Those are my favorite shows. I feel I like that. they've also been doing a lot better. Summer, like the more recent seasons of Summer House have been a lot better than the early ones. I think Paige and Hannah were a, a really yeah, they added a formidable, lot formidable duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, biggest misconception about reality TV or reality TV stars. Um, I would say about reality TV that it's that's, it's fake. I, I think I think these people are genuinely like reactive personalities that get on TV and then turn the volume up. Okay. Nobody. It's it's rare. It does happen that people go on the show and they're like a completely different person. You tend to get sniffed out pretty hard with that kind of stuff. I think it's more like you just turn the volume up of who you are and then Bravo. Right. Right. Okay. Which so if I, you're a flirt, I'm you're like surprised. the most pretentious. If you're like aggressive, you're the most aggressive. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not surprised by that. Dating apps or meeting organically? Dating apps all day. Anyone who hates dating apps is a fucking weirdo. Right. What's okay. your favorite one? I like Hinge better than Raya, honestly. Okay. I don't, I generally don't like the people I meet on Raya. They're generally like the worst. And it's kind of like that, a little bit of that LA energy. I, I go on more Raya dates than Hinge dates, but I genuinely find nicer people on Hinge. And so interesting. Um, and I just think it's great because look, I genuinely do not first off, I, walking up and like talking to a random at a bar is the most awkward, uncomfortable, unless it's like, we're at like the Dumbo house and you're sitting next to me and it's like a thing. I'm not going to walk up to you and your friends. Like it's just yeah. so easier. And like try but, to drop a line. Yeah, like, and then I, I like for sure want to see your Instagram. Like if you're private, goodbye. We're never even talking. I need to see all your photos. I'm going to scroll through everything. I want to see your tab. I want to see it all. I have to know. So it's, you stalk before you're the You're a serial day. stalker. You stalk vibe, before the no, day. No, I don't like the word serial stalker. I will say I'm, it's a vibe check. It's a vibe check. Like, I want to get How do you check vibe. someone's vibe without meeting them? That's not Easy. fair. Easily. You go on their pictures. How many... do I? One thing I look for... Here's a, here's a red flag I look for. If I go on your photos... Yeah. And you don't even have to have, like, thirst-trappy photos. But if I go on your photos and you don't have, like, a lot of friends who are, like, hyping you up, guys or girls, I think there's something wrong with you. Oh my god! So like you read the comments? I just I don't really read the comments. But I want to see the volume of that's comments. stalkery. Interesting. Like, I be, you post a photo and there's like thirty people like, oh you're the best. I'm like, oh cool, this person is normal. Has and friends. Friend. What if, if they're I paying see, for their Instagram people? Wow. And I'm not trying to fuck with that. See, but how do you know? I feel like Instagram is so fake. I feel like someone could be so boring. And I agree. Have that's why I like. I, I, I agree with Instagram. you. I think, I agree. I think that's why TikTok, I think, crushes Instagram is because people's real personalities come out on TikTok and not on Instagram. Okay, that's, like, fair. I I just genuinely want to get a sense of your vibe before I go on a date with you. Whatever that looks like, whether it's your IG, whether it's whatever, I'm trying to get a sense of your vibe. And obviously, on when we're, like, texting on the app or we move... By the way, I get in and out of the app as fast as possible. I want to, like... You go right to text. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's, like, I'll know within a second if, if... we vibe or not if we don't i'm not trying to force anything there's just enough people in the world for both of us to like not have to try to force it so um yeah i have it's a vibe check 
Okay. So I, like, that's why I don't understand people who don't like dating it. So I'm like, this literally gives you an opportunity to vibe check for as long as you want, as long as you need to feel comfortable before you actually have to go like sit across from someone. How is this not an incredibly good thing? Yeah. You can literally do a hundred FaceTime dates if you felt uncomfortable or you're like a little timid until you felt comfortable to meet in person. Like it's the best possible screening and everyone's on their phones. Social media has permeated everything. So I just don't get That's it. That's true. Like, oh, Raya, weird. I'm like, no, that's not, it's normal now. No, that's interesting. I feel like everyone, like we asked that question to like basically everybody we've interviewed and it's always pretty mixed, but I feel like people like meeting organically, especially in New York. Don't you like feel like it's easier? The only thing I'd say that a lot of people do say is their favorite dating apps are, tend to be Hinge. Hinge. Let me be really clear. Like I'm a total social butterfly. Like I love- I could tell. Like big time. So I love meeting people out and about. I just think that the Hinge Raya thing is so much easier. Like it's so much easier to meet like, super cool attractive people and like screen it a little bit because mm-hmm. when you meet someone at a bar you could be a complete fucking psycho and i yeah okay interesting what's and this is for me i could talk to anyone it's more yeah. about like preserving my that's what you energy. yeah i can sit and like make anything work with anyone but i don't like i don't want to do that mm-hmm. yeah so yeah what's your biggest like deal breaker or like top three deal breakers that you're like hard now physically or like macro both <laughs> I don't like tall girls. Okay. Um, like if you're like five guys 11, in New York love tall girls. I, I feel like do. it's a New York guys well, in New guys York. Guys in New York yeah. are mutants. We've talked about this. They're mutants, and like they have really weird tendencies. Because you know what? There's weird. a lot of models in New York, and like I just feel like guys in New York see a tall girl and they think she's like hot. Also, girls in New York value height more than girls in LA do. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm so I could so see that. We're both short, so like I feel like everyone's kind of tall. Yeah. As long as you're not like I'm, five five. I'm six two and like literally that was never a thing, but in New York it's like a thing. Yeah, yeah girls probably sure. love that. Like a nice person, the amount that I will not fuck with you is like into the stratosphere. Oh like, yeah. And, I, and that sounds like bullshit, but and let me tell you how that comes out because everyone on a first date is like nice and normal. You're all putting on their best face. There is a tell that I use and it never fails. If you come on the date and like talk shit about your friends or your family, or there's like a negative energy towards people in your life, I see that as such a red flag that I'm just like out. If you're my MO with the people that I like love and care about in my life is to literally like see them thrive. Like right. all I want to do is I like see everyone in my life thrive. Like I just do not understand people who are like hateful or, and I just don't, I just, that's the, that's like the biggest, biggest turnoff. I don't like girls who are like dripped out in Chanel. I think it's such a, like, I think it's such a bad tell, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I think understated is a lot better. So I'm always very weary of that. Um, And I just think those are like kindness, being cool, not, don't be, don't be too tall. And uh, I think we'll be fine. Oh, if you don't drink, forget it. If you don't drink, forget it. You're not dating anybody sober. Yeah. No. Sober implies you have a problem. And if you have like a problem and you're now sober, like I will support that all day long. Okay. I'm talking about like, if I can't like go to the Dumbo house and like chill and have a bottle of wine, it's like, you're like, oh, I don't drink. It's like, okay, then we're probably not. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like that kind of thing. Like we're probably yeah. not going to smoke as well together. Drugs either. No drugs. Oh, no drugs. Yeah, we well? don't like drugs okay. either. You no, can't that's be hard to That's hard to find in New York though. Girls in New York love drugs. They love drugs. Love is that drugs. different from LA? 
no, same shit. Yeah. I just, I just, listen, I, I don't judge anyone. Let me be really clear. If you want to do that, I don't judge you at all. Yeah. You just don't want to date I'm them. I'm not trying to have a functional relationship with someone who's like doing blow. I'm, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I was on a date recently with a girl and I went, I like, you know, when you like break the seal, you have to pee like a hundred times. Yeah. I went to pee. It was at the Soho house. I went to pee like four times and I came back and the girl literally texted me. No. Told me, she was like, I thought you were doing blow in the bathroom yeah but she was so used to people in new york city doing yeah drugs of course that she that's what saw, she thought i don't even first. think she like fully believed me by the way I yeah was like, like, was, she probably was, did it yeah i was like i was peeing four times like and she like she like, literally thought i was getting up every hour to go like that was her first thought that is so funny uh-huh that yeah. is really funny and then okay and then what are like top three things that you must haves must haves yeah I'm a sucker for like a really cute face, cute energy, cute face, cute energy. And we all so know what that cute. means. You can't really like quantify what that means, but like cutesy energy is like really attractive. Like cute so over like sex appeal. Yeah. Sex appeal is like trying too hard, but you know how like girls like, oh, I love confidence. Like you can just sense confidence in a guy and it's kind of hard to like qualify what that means. Yeah. Thing. I feel that way about like cute energy with a girl. Like, okay. I, I think like feminine cute energy is very, very attractive to me. So like that's probably number one um ideally someone who like knows what they're doing in their lives Mm -hmm. like i get really turned off by the like my family takes care of me because i i started from nothing and i'm about to go direct a million dollar commercial and like i built that from this to nothing and i still have a long long way to go so i just don't know that i would relate to someone who's like a do-nothing Kind of person, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know that would be a thing. And then somebody who loves to travel and loves dogs. You have to love dogs. I yeah. Love dogs. I couldn't date someone who's not an animal lover. Well, I have one. <laughs> I have Is mine. that cool? So, yeah. So, it's like, you know, it's like, I. it's just a thing. I love animals. Yeah. You have to love animals. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you one question before I go? Yes, you guys of course. shows about, like, New Yorkers and, like, New York energy, and I love the questions. Where would you rank me one to 10, <laughs> knowing that I'm a newbie on like the New York scale? Honestly, I'm very impressed with oh, your knowledge. Yeah. You're probably like hanging out with the right people because it seems like you're going to all the right places. If I was, if this was an LA podcast and we were in LA, you could tell me how LA are you based on like right. where I, where, what I fuck with in LA. I would say you're like, if it's like a new New Yorker scale. That's what you're thinking, yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah, like, well, no, I'm saying in general, but, like, I'm taking into consideration that he's a new New Yorker. Shit. I'm going to say, like, a seven and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say a 6.5 to a seven. Yeah. I like that. That is great. wraps it up. Thank you so much. Thank I you, Nima. Do you.